Maybe there's a universal law that says, stay put. As you are, so shall you remain. Maybe that's why traps are always in trouble. They don't vote, they don't pay taxes, they violate the law of nature. You look very pretty in that outfit. Begun. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to episode 42. 42. The answer to the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. This movie, on the other hand, is not the answer to That is not the question, everything. however. <laughs> that movie should be on this list. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The new one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not the TV show. Okay. The That's movie. what I was verifying. The movie. Just not the special. Gotcha. This is number 61. On the list. On the list. This is Sullivan's Travels. Lindsay. From 1941. We are almost at number 60. I know. We are getting closer. And it was our one year anniversary and the only person who remembered was Derek. In all fairness, I forgot. Did we post on Facebook? (laughs) No. I was was laying in bed last night. No, we didn't. Don't ask me why. The last thing that ran through my head was, oh, I should have posted on the Facebook about this. Okay, here's the thing. Polar Vortex (laughs) has been consuming everyone's lives and been really busy. It's been cold. And my so head many. don't work <laughs> when it's cold. So many. Well, it's been really cold. Actually, as it is, we're kind of <laughs> like I'm kind of bundled up right now. It's cold in here. It's cold in here. Just need to get to go that home old, and go to bed. Need to get that old television back in here. Where I it was like know. A thousand degrees in the Can winter. Can we like have one TV for the winter and one TV for the summer? Karen, I need to get my TV back. Karen. From you. <laughs> well, Sullivan's so, Travels. What is 19, Sullivan's from Travels? 1941? Hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. Adventure comedy drama. Written and directed by Preston Sturgis. Has he done anything? Um, I will look that up if you wish. For I just too. started. Okay. Oh, he also wrote it, too. Yes. Um, oh, he looks like a Preston Sturgis. He's from Chicago. He looks kind of like Joseph Gordon-Levitt a little bit. Do you see it? I can a see little it. Bit? I think it's the eyes and his mouth. So, you know, his face. <laughs> it doesn't really look like it. Like what he's known for. I don't know any of these. I've never heard of any of those films. No. Including the one that we just watched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not yeah. about a horse. Not about a horse. This one, not about a horse. Colin, or Colin, Jeff and I went to see Wolf of Wall Street at our local theater last week. Not about week. a wolf either. No. <laughs> but they have in the theater all the best picture winners hanging up, like just, you know, what they were. Mm-hmm. And Cimarron, Cimarron, sorry, Cimarron is there. Is that one about the horse? That is not about the horse. <laughs> and we walk past and I go, not about a horse. <laughs> sorry. So this movie is a director of escapist films. And I believe escapist in this reference means like comedy, like fluff movies. Goes on the road as a hobo to learn about life, which gives him a rude awakening. Sounds a lot more serious than they attempt to play the movie off. So basically, it's a director who tries to learn about life. Yeah. Like, he researches it. That's kind mm-hmm. of the whole goal of it. And just, He's like method directing as yeah. opposed to method acting. Exactly. Um, 8.2 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database. Oh, okay. No Metascore. No Metascore. No Roger Ebert. Uh, score. He did not. It is in his list of top fifty films of all time, but he did not ever uh, actually review it. Review it, at least not that I can find. Lindsay, Lindsay, what is Jeffrey? 
I stumbled on your name. <laughs> I forgot who you were. It's okay. That's um, been happening a lot lately, apparently. It's the cold. I'm telling you. I'm putting these back in. My, my sister couldn't around. remember how to spell my name the other day. <laughs> really? Yep. <laughs> how old is she? <laughs> 25. Jessica, come on. 24. She's 24. Sorry. She's uh, a year younger than Colin. I obviously, forget that it's L I N. Thanks. I write it on the website every it's week. It's spelled the same as Davis's. That's <laughs> yeah, not even anything you have to try and screw up. No, I know. I don't screw it up. Uh, what is your summary of this movie? It's cute, but God, that got dark. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the second time we've used something like that. This movie got dark. This movie did. What it's, movie it's got dark? It's cute, but it got, it got dark. What movie that we watched got dark? Oh, oh, crap. Um... um the apartment. Oh, the apartment. That was really cute at the beginning. Which everybody, everybody, it's on Netflix streaming right now. Yep. They added a whole bunch after they purged after the first of the year. Oh, okay. They added a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to keep that in mind. I might need to rewatch that dark, dark movie. All right. So let me um, let's see. That's all your fun stuff. Uh, probably heads up ahead of time. Everybody, this is probably going to be a short episode. Probably like pro- the shortest episode we've ever As done. you probably saw when you looked at it. Now we're going to say that it's going to end up being like a 45 minute episode. No. I don't know how, but it will. Um, all right. I've yawned like four times already, just not on mic. Uh, yeah. Not audibly. I don't count the audible ones. No, you don't You're count the ones fine. that I do when I'm. No, you count. You don't count the inaudible ones. I don't count the inaudible ones. Yeah, you said you don't count the audible ones. I don't which count is those lie. either. Yeah, you do too. Now, everything I've said so far is a lie. Oh, God. <laughs> Including the cake. The cake is a lie until you find the secret bonus level. Oh, okay. All right, so here's the awards got, for this We film. have to keep going or we I'm gonna gonna going to get distracted. Going. We're going to keep going. Team here's shiny the, things. Here's the awards for this movie, okay? Kay. Hold it. Sit okay. down. Grab tight. Ready, everybody? Two awards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two, two awards. It's got two. Oh, this was new to the list, by the way. Oh, was it new? Okay. Um. Oh, Uh. real quick, before I do the awards, real quick, Uh. would you recommend watching the movie? If it's on, check it out. If you run across it at the library, don't, I mean, don't go out of your way to watch it. We couldn't find like a good quality version. We found a DVD quality version, but it's a Criterion collection. So it's in the Criterion, which makes sense because, okay, so for the awards of this movie, I'm going to get, I'm just going to tell you what the two awards were because there's two of them. Okay. Um, 1942 won the National Board of Review. (laughs) Top 10 film. Okay. So basically, it was one of the top 10 films of 1942. All right. Awesome. And the other award it won was that it it got into the National Film Registry. I don't think that's an award. <laughs> that's just a thing. I think it would be classified. How is this movie in there and Shawshank is not? I, re- I ask you again. By the way, there was a list on BuzzFeed yes. this morning of like 23 films that are going to be 20 this year. Is Shawshank one of them? Shawshank is one of them. Wow. That movie did not look 20 years old. Oh, there's some movies on that list. There was there was another one they did last week that was like movies that are going to be 10 years old this mm-hmm. year. And I'm just like... Wasn't Jurassic Park going to be one of those that should be 20 years old? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. No, that came out 20, in 93. So it's 21. Because we but saw it. We did. We saw it in theaters for its 20th minute. Yep. Uh, but, uh, but like the one for it's the cold. like movies that came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. I was reading through them going... Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Like a bunch of them was. It was like, oh, I saw this my senior year of high school. I saw this my freshman year of college. Yep. And then I'm reading. I'm going, oh, I saw this with this boyfriend and that. Bo- oh God! I yawned. That's one for me. Wow! <laughs> I yawned. I don't yawn. It's because you're tired. No! <laughs> it's because you did it first. That's one.
Fine. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Um, no technology, obviously. Yeah, that's the awards. I have nothing really to talk about when it comes to this movie. I can movie. tell you one award it didn't win being racially sensitive. Okay, come on. I though. know. It's I know. It's not like they called I, him Black Chef. I know. <laughs> Which no, they called sounds him. Sounds like a reality no, show. No, they on called BET. it worse. They, they called, called him, him Colored, colored chef. chef. But oh god, Jeff one? did point out at least it wasn't someone in blackface. This is very true. But what uh, would you? What would you have rather? What would you between those two? Between calling him Black Chef and Colored Chef, which one would you rather have called? Black. Him? Would you call him Black yes. Chef? Yes. Colored is offensive. See, and I always took black being oh, black no. as being more offensive. Colored is way worse. Colored is a horrible thing to say. We don't say that. You've said it like six times. I wasn't saying it in a derogatory <laughs> way. I'm just repeating the thing. So they could have anyway. called him worse in all fairness, but I got you. I am in the boat. We are sailing Although across there is the an ocean. Interesting. God damn it. That's too. <gasps> Trivia fact. About that. All right, trivia. Okay. Go. I'm just going to read all of them. Just like read nothing. all four. There's more than four. There's, There's oh probably like God. a... Okay. The scroll bar is about two <laughs> inches long. Normally, it's like a half an inch to a quarter of an inch long right. when there's a lot of it. Okay. Paul Jones, the associate producer, appears as the portrait of Dear Joseph, the dead husband, early in the film. I don't know whose dead husband. They're, Who died? I don't know. <laughs> Reportedly, Preston Sturgis got the idea for the movie from stories of John Garfield living the life of a hobo, riding freight trains, and hitchhiking his way cross-country for a short period in the 1930s. Okay. Preston Sturgis had originally intended to use a clip from a Charlie Chaplin film for the church sequence, but Chaplin wouldn't give permission. In an earlier scene, Joel McRae does parody the little tramp character. The cartoon eventually used was Walt Disney's playful Pluto from 1934. I almost feel like the whole, I think the reason why they would have done the Charlie Chaplin one was because the whole tramp slash hobo, like that whole vibe. I wonder why he didn't allow him to do it. That seems kind of weird. All right, whatever. NAACP Secretary Walter White not Walter White from Breaking Bad, wrote a letter to Preston Sturgis congratulating him for his dignified and decent treatment of Negroes in this scene. And then proceeded to make crystal meth. No. Not <laughs> in that a trailer one. in Arizona. It's an RV. I've only watched two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> not only was she Veronica Lake pregnant during the making of this movie, she oh. was between six and eight months pregnant. Production took place from June 12th to July 22nd, 1941, and her daughter, Elaine Detley, was born on August 21st, 1941. Only other people involved in the production who knew of her condition were the costume designer, Edith Head, and Louise Sergis, wife of Preston. Edith Head? If you don't know who Edith Head is, have you seen The Invincibles? Right, The Invincibles? The Incredibles. The Incredibles. Wow. Love that movie. The Incredibles. Yeah. The little scene. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's what I was pointing out, yeah. just in case. Yeah. The, 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 the woman who makes their costumes is yeah. based on Edith Head. Yeah. Just for anybody out there. Miss Head designed costumes to hide the condition. Miss Lake was afraid that she would not be allowed to make the movie if her advanced state of pregnancy was revealed owing to the physical demands of the role. Wow. Nothing like sacrificing the health of your child. So she was so close to she having that She was jumping kid. off the train. Six to eight months pregnant. Yeah. During... Uh, in her third trimester of so pregnancy. She, You're not allowed to fly in your third trimester, let alone jump off a train. Or fall into a pool. Nope. Part, uh, see, and I guess they could have used a stunt double. I mean, they did use stunt drivers during the, the car scene, but that's just... Wow. That's really... 
risking it. Crazy lady. All right. In the airplane scene, the author of the book, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?, is shown to be Sinclair Beckstein, an amalgamation of the names of authors Upton Sinclair, Sinclair Lewis, and John Steinbeck. It's odd. Um, in one part of the film, you can see a pair of legs hanging from a tree. Okay. Trivia! Yay! John L. Sullivan plans to make a movie entitled Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? A title borrowed by Joel and Ethan Cohen for their 2000 film. Only 59 years later. Mm-hmm. And as we were saying, pretty sure I most said 80. That, that was my bad. <laughs> director cameo Preston Sturgis, studio director on the set of The Girls, period movie. Yep. He is seen in the background when she reads the newspaper and throws up her hands in delight. To which case, when she makes the sound of, like, a slide whistle. And there's one point where someone screams and it sounds like a train whistle. That was the weirdest, like, three minutes of the movie, and it's pretty much in the last five minutes of the film. Kind of gets weird. The film's opening dedication to the memory of those who made us laugh, the Motley Mount... Mount... Mountbanks, Mount Montbanks, M O U N T E B A N K S. The clowns, the clowns, the buffoons in all times and nations whose efforts have lightened our burden a little. This picture is affectionately dedicated with the added phrase in this cockeyed caravan was initially spoken by Joel McCrane in epilogue as if it was to be the prologue for the comedy he intended to make. The original script, the prologue Preston Sturgis initially wrote was, this this is the story of a man who wanted to wash an elephant. The elephant darn near ruined him. Huh. Uh, 2007, this was rated number 61 on the AFI Greatest Movies of All Time list. It was his first inclusion on the list. Uh, one of over 700 Paramount Productions filmed between 1929 and 1949, which were sold to MCA Universal in 1958 for television distribution and have been owned and controlled by Universal ever since. So technically this movie is a Universal film, even though it was filmed by Paramount. Preston Sturgis wrote the film with Joel McRae in mind. McRae was the only actor ever considered for the role of Sullivan. Francis Farmer tested for the role of Girl, which eventually went to Veronica Lake. And this movie poster was number 19 on the 25 best movie posters ever by Premiere. Which the poster, for those of you who want to know, is on our website. Of course it is. I find it and put it up on the website. Yay! Um, <clears throat> so, real quick side, two quick, quick side things. Um, because I always tend to do this when they, whenever they mention money in movies, I tend to bring this out and talk about it just for inflation and whatnot. Um, he makes the comment, uh, at one point about giving, oh, what was it that he was going to do? He was going to give the, the, the guy, um, at the, uh, at the, the stand in Las Vegas (laughs) when he goes to Las Vegas, um, he was going to give the guy a hundred dollars and, uh, because the, he actually served him. Basically, he served right. him and the girl while they were dressed up as hobos. That hundred dollars in nineteen forty one equals out to be fifteen hundred dollars nowadays. So this guy that they sit down at his counter and he actually gives him a donut and coffee, I think, yeah, because he was nice to him. They were gonna. He wanted to give him fifteen hundred dollars because he's a producer. So that's kind of weird. And then number two, um, at nearing like about the last uh, third of the movie or so, there's a cop who makes a comment that he wants his handcuffs back because he spent sixteen fifty on those handcuffs. 1650 in 1941 equals to $262. 261 61 So I spent about 10 minutes looking up <laughs> handcuffs. By the way, handcuffwarehouse.com where you can buy all of your warehouse <laughs> handcuffs. Handcuffwarehouse.com. You can buy nice. a lot of handcuffs. 
I Creepy. searched for 10 minutes and then I finally found a handcuff that was more than basically $40. So I want to know what this police officer had for handcuffs Wait. that would make it be almost $300 to, to buy. But that's neither here nor there. So I just like bring eh. those two things up. So, Lindsay. Yes, sir. Final. Oh, wait. Let me do my stuff. Hold on. Yeah, Hold on. I forgot learned. to do my things that I learned. I'm just throwing myself out there. All right. Number one of things I learned in this film. Number one. People in the 40s hated Pittsburgh. Yep. That happens a lot. Number two. What the hell is Swingo? Yep. That's a question. Nothing I learned. I even looked it up. Can't find a freaking okay. thing that says what the hell Swingo is. Number three. All it takes to have someone fall for you is to pull them into a pool with you. Because she was in love with him after she did yep. that. Or he did that. That's Number four, true. showers back in the day used to billow out steam. The water was way too hot. Was I'm scalding her to death. Pretty positive that would have just melted her flesh off. Yeah. It would not have been pleasant. And number five, don't just give money to hobos or else they might try to kill you. Oh, yeah. We're going to get into the discussion now. <laughs> Let's How discuss dark this movie. it gets. Good God. So as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> like it goes from like this nice, you know, lighthearted, cute, fun comedy movie. And then. The, the director. Then Sullivan guy. is giving out money to the the despondent people. Yep. I don't know how much he's giving it, them. He makes a comment and I don't remember what he said. But he's handing them bills. If people are looking grateful. <laughs> Number three. Is it three? Three. No. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, they look pleased and, you know, less despondent, and then they have nope. the, the money. And then this one, he gives it to this one gentleman, and this gentleman gets up and starts following him. Yep. And then, of course, in movie logic, Sullivan goes down a dark alley because even... that's what happens in movies. New podcast idea. I'm just going to start, I mean, it's going to be called Movie Logic, and I'm just going to have a podcast where I rant for 45 minutes <laughs> about how people in movies are stupid. Anyway. Have different topics. So like, here's why people are stupid. The bum knocks out Sullivan, steals all his money, drags him into the train car yep. as the train is leaving. Then he, the hobo, jumps onto the tracks and is, like, counting all his money and stuffing it in his pockets, and then it, like, all blows out of his pockets. And as he's picking it up and collecting it, a train starts coming towards him. And it's, like, oh, this horrible, like, crisscross section of tracks, you know, where they, like, redirect trains on the different lines and whatnot. And then... The dude gets hit by the train, and it's and represented by, it's a shot of the tracks, just uh, like the edge of the track, yep. like at ground level, if you're like laying and looking at the metal part, or the rail itself, and and then it's, the guy's boot falls into frame, <laughs> and then money just kind of flutters into frame, and I'm just like, this just got dark, and then no less than like five minutes later... <laughs> The director, spoiler, kills a dude with a rock. Hit the guy with the rock. Hit the guy with... The I was chanting. And then he hits him. He kills him with a rock. I don't think he kills him because I'm, I think you see him in... The courtroom? The courtroom with okay. a bandage. Well, he but assaults a gentleman with a rock. Like, and then, repeated hitting. Okay, it's like three times. It's not even that bad. I've seen... His it. hand was bloody. Yeah, if you hit someone in the... There's lots of blood really close to this. Have you ever cut your head open on anything and it just bleeds forever? I try to keep sharp objects away from my head. Oh, you've never bonked your head on something and cut it open? Oh, I bonked my head. Okay, <laughs> so if you, like, cut your head open, it bleeds knife. freaking everywhere because, yeah. you know, it's like... There's not a lot going on, like your forehead. I'm jabbing myself in the Are forehead. Are you saying there's this. not a lot going on in my head? Is no, that what you're doing? Right here, there's not a lot between <laughs> your skin, your veins, and your skull. Okay, thank you for so continuing that. So it bleeds that. everywhere when you bang it open. The closer you are to bone, the more stuff bleeds. Anyway, welcome so, to Anatomy with Lindsay. I'm trying to give the episode I know, more keep length. Going. <laughs> so 
he kill, he smacks the guy in the head with the rock and ends yeah. up at this courtroom and he's all like fuzzy headed and it looks like a dream sequence. I swear oh, that was going to a dream sequence. And then he gets six years, six years of hard labor and yeah. I'm like, oh, did he just dream all this? Oh, no. no. He gets arrested and then he has to go to the church and that's where he find, he, gets, he goes to this church while he's on this chain gang yep. Yep. and then he finds out that people do want to laugh yep. and then he comes forward as... The, the god, the killer, because everyone of, assumes that Sullivan is dead. Yep. They show a shot of his tombstone. Yep, they buried him. And then he comes forward as the dude who killed him, like... Just to get his face, face in the, the paper picture. so yeah, they the realize paper. that he's not, you know, all his Hollywood people realize he's not dead. And then it's tra-la-la-la-la, the movie's over. I want to know the legal ramifications of doing that. If you are, if you are convicted of a crime, I don't care, like, okay, if Steven Spielberg... Is convicted of a crime, but nobody knows it's Steven Spielberg, and he goes basically to jail. He goes to the, he goes to hard labor okay. for a while, and then he admits that he killed Steven Spielberg, and the picture gets in the paper. What is the legal ramifications? How does he get out of what he did? Because he still Steven assaulted. I know. See, that's oh, a bad okay. example because Steven Spielberg would be like, "I'm Steven Spielberg. Here's my monies." And <laughs> oh, I got he'd be Oprah out. money. Yeah, basically, he does. Um, but like, I want to know what the legal ramifications are. Of that how did they get, how did they clear him for? battering that oh, guy. Oh, who knows? It's 1941. It doesn't matter. And let alone, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we caught the guy who killed him. And then they all come to him and he's like, oh, but you are the guy. You're not dead. What the hell? Head exploding. The end. The end of the movie. Sullivan's Travels, much better ending if that was what <laughs> So I mean, that's basically the last, like, 15, 20 minutes of the movie. 12 minutes oh of the movie, actually, goodness. to be exact. Yeah, that all happens Because that's quick. that was the point where I went, how much of this movie do we have left? <laughs> I was not looking forward to this movie. It wasn't as terrible as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be as bad as The African Queen. You were not looking forward to it as much as I was not looking forward to American Graffiti. Fair enough. But I enjoyed four. I enjoyed American Graffiti. Is that five? Did you actually stop and start yawning again? No, that was the same yawn. Okay. Um, I actually enjoyed American Graffiti. I, I thought this movie was okay. I mean, it's, yeah, like we were saying before, it's not a movie that I'm, you know, Jump, you know, chopping at the bit to see again. I'm not being no. like, oh, I gotta watch Sullivan's Travels anytime soon. You watch it again if you're listening to this podcast and you want, you're kind of doing the same things that we're doing, and you want to watch these movies. Watch it. You're not gonna hate it. There's there's funny moments in it, and then yeah, it just gets really dark, and it's weird. I almost wonder if that's just like, I, is that a thing nowadays with Hollywood? How many movies are out there nowadays where they like start off kind of lighthearted and happy and fun and carefree, and then they just get dark i don't know because you can't usually, think of anything off the top of my head because usually aren't movies that get dark aren't they kind of always yeah. subtly dark, dark for the yeah. whole movie even like black comedies and stuff like that yeah but they're not, not like, like not like tyler perry black comedy but like what that's a thing now <laughs> my head did not go to tyler perry when you said black comedies <laughs> When I learned the term black comedy, Tyler Perry's movies were not a thing. Black comedy, to me, is like death to smoochie. Oh, uh, dark comedies, as they're now called. Yes. I guess. Is that politically correct to be then that way? Is it not? Was it never black comedy? And I, I just made that up. I'm pretty sure you just made that up. Oh, God. Now I sound horrible. Oh, who? Who now? Now Collins is going to keep calling me racist because I don't like Beyonce's music. So, therefore, I am racist. Apparently. You are racist. Um... 
You know what? I'm actually just looking up here. Uh, oh, no. You know what? Black comedy works as well. Thank you. According to Wikipedia, black comedy or dark comedy is a comic work that employs black humor, which in the most basic definition is humor that makes light of otherwise serious subject matter. There you go. So, yes, you are correct. Um, that black humor or sorry, black humor. Yeah, that's right. Black comedy. Black, hu- black humor. Dark comedy. Dark comedy would be what it is. But yeah, I, yeah, there's. Yes, I agree. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. There's not that many movies that do this nowadays. I no. almost feel like I... Because I think you'd get too much of a backlash. Because this film, you could see it easily being marketed as a light-hearted, you know, happy film. Maybe not necessarily a comedy, but just more like light-hearted, like, family affair. And then to have something like the hobo getting run over by a train and killed and him being thrown into jail. Like, that's a kind of a, like a massive subject change and, like, tonal shift. So I don't think you would be able to do that. Like, you couldn't have a movie... Like, you couldn't have... Okay, I'm going to say Adam Sandler. Forgive me. Or, like, okay. a Will Ferrell movie. I don't think you could have, like, a Will Ferrell movie that's, like, a like a like like an old-school, like, all kind of, like, more upbeat and, like, comedic. Right. That all of a sudden, like, the last third of the film turns into that Will Ferrell's character kills a guy. And is now reaping well, the... Like, and is now dealing with the repercussions of that. I feel like maybe everything must go... Gets a little dark in the middle. That's speaking of Will Ferrell movies. Okay. Stranger Than Fiction, I think, gets a little dark in the middle. I love Stranger Than Fiction. Punch Drunk Love, I think, was supposed to be a comedy, and that was just really dark. Click. Click is kind of one of those, the but it doesn't get. Control? Yeah, it doesn't get. It that movie makes sad. me cry. You know, so that, I guess it's the whole like him getting. Oh, I don't talk about okay. it. Yeah, no. Do I need to play the Dr. Hugh music? The Dr. Hugh. The Dr. H-U-E, apparently, is what I just said. I'm an idiot. Okay, so continuing on, Lindsay's pouting and is shut down because I mentioned the Dr. Who music, which I don't have my phone, so I can't play, Lindsay. Lindsay! Lindsay, come out of your hood. It's nope, time to play. I'm in my hood. I'm you, not coming out. You need to come back out. Nope. It's time to play. No, why are you making it? <laughs> it's like when Colin makes me watch him regenerate all the time. I'm not going to And while find I understand, it. he relikes it because then 10 turns into 11, but it makes me really sad still. It's okay. It's been, he hasn't been the doctor since 2009. It's been a while. <laughs> it still makes Lindsay, me really sad. it's time to get over okay, it. I did not experience it until like 2010. That's good. Do, 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 I'm sure do. people who are listening to this podcast right now really care about the Doctor Who theme. All right. Wee, let's wrap up this wee, episode, okay? Because <laughs> this is just going on wee, for far too long. Wee, wee. So, next week is what is next soup. week? Duck Soup. Yep. Number 60 on our list, huh? Yep. Number episode 40. Have I seen Duck Soup? Is that the one Karen, like, would not get off my back until I watched? I don't know. Karen, is it? <laughs> is that the most, like, famous of their movies? Um, I believe, oh, it Marx Brothers film. Oh, yeah. Specify that. We, this is our second Marx are. Brothers film, right? We um, already did A Night at the Opera? Yeah, because we already did A Night at the Opera. I'm uh, Duck Soup is probably their what you consider to be their most famous well known. most well known because it's it's got the whole uh Harpo mirror mirror gag in it which I'll post that on the website okay. for next week. I haven't watched it in like 2 years I need like a He refresher. did the same did you ever watch I Love Lucy? 
Occasionally. When Lucy was in Hollywood and Harpo was on the episode, they did the oh, same. God, they did I don't a mirror, remember those. mirror gang. It was one of their more well known. No, I know. It was Lucy and Harpo. But no, it, it's I think Duck Soup is probably the one that most people know if you yeah. say a Mark if they know who the Marx brothers are, they'll mm-hmm. probably know Duck Soup. Because right. that's that's kind of the big one. So Yeah. So, so yeah. that's next week. That's next week. Yay! And then Nashville and then the Gold Rush. Yay! Don't and, then a, and then a string of really good movies. Yep. So we just got Rocky hey. and Jaws and North by Northwest and MASH and oh, Lord North of the Rings Northwest. and Taxi Driver and The Deer Hunter and not in the right order. I'm so excited to see North by Northwest. Finally, I've never seen it. I like North by Northwest. Colin has it on DVD and we've never watched it, mostly because I know what's on the list, so I don't want to watch it before. I've been trying to not watch things that yeah. are on the list before we get to them, except for Jaws. I, I will watch Jaws whenever. Thoroughly enjoy. You know what? For Jaws, I'm not going to play the Jaws theme. Dun-dun. I will not play that in that episode. Dun-dun. I will find the most like will you candy find... pop, no, lighthearted. No, no, no. Version. You have to find the one. It's in an episode of Phoebe. Crap. I don't remember what episode of Phoebe it's in. But it's in an episode of Phoebe okay. where Scott and Matt find like there's this really weird section of scoring in Jaws. It's all like happy and upbeat, like peppy carnival kind okay. of music. I'll find I'll, the score. I'll find the. <laughs> ah, that's not your foot. That's the mic stand. I will find the episode. <laughs> I thought I touched your foot and I got really concerned. Oh my god. We don't touch. <laughs> she stays on her side of the microphone. I stand on my side. Well, okay. Well, with that, folks, you're growing. You made your head bigger. Um, that is the end of this episode. And it's, look, it's still like a half an hour long. Because we ran Maybe shorter if Jeff takes minutes. out the part about me being racist. Nah. Oh, God. I don't even remember where it's at. <laughs> well, with that, folks. Great. Now I look like a horrible person. Eh, it happens from time to time. Okay. We are all horrible persons. Mm. You know who's not a horrible person? Radio Rahim. Good night, Radio Rahim. This one goes out to you, Radio Rahim, wherever you are. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. I didn't even get to say my line. You, you should. You need to say Kali Ma. You say it now. Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Kali Ma. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Kali Ma. Jeff's apparently not done. Kali Ma. Okay, I'm too tired for this. You need to it's shut like it down. It's like a church revival. Fair enough. Okay, count it up! Okay, goodbye everybody, goodbye. I'm done now. Hello, Internet Dwellers. This is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff. You have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Storytime, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.